All right, Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the Nolcast. Um, <laughs> Bud, why don't you take the intro real quickly? I'm sorry. I have a little technical difficulties. Uh-oh, yeah. Uh, I, I will. This is teamwork, man. What we hope to see the Knolls have on Saturday. Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again with another episode of the Nolcast. I'm Bud. That's Graham, and he is... We're working on some technical difficulties here if you guys are watching the YouTube. Uh, so, welcome in. Uh, happy Friday to y'all. I uh, see a lot of people in the chat saying they took Troy and they took that wake under. Never in doubt. That was uh, that was good. And uh, Florida State, 8-0. Big ball game this weekend. Heading on up to Pitt. You are making the trip, right? I am uh, headed up there later this afternoon. Yes, I am. Nice, man. The weather is, uh, I would say the weather is manageable, right? Like, it doesn't look that bad. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this thing for the weather on this, and we do need to start with the weather, right, before we get to the price picks portion. I was looking at this earlier. It's, it's really, like, it's not insane, man. 54 degrees, 8-mile-an-hour wind, 15% chance of precipitation. Nice. Yeah. Like, if you could told me be... that's what I was getting in Pittsburgh in November, I'd I'd certainly take it. Yes. Yeah. One million percent. So, um, let's do the prize picks because we have been absolutely killing it on prize picks. It's been a whole lot of a whole lot of fun. Uh, I went five of six on the prize picks for the official Nolcast card. You guys, got to follow us on the Nolcast Twitter account, twitter.com/slash Nolcast. And uh, we were a Tez Walker injury away from uh, from going six of six and having yet another twenty five to one. But it has been a, a really really fun uh, and profitable year. Yeah, I'm definitely sleepy. I, I didn't sleep very well last night. Sorry, guys, but I am here and ready for this one. Let's see what. First of all, let's see. Did Prize Picks put up the Florida State odds yet? I feel like they know it's coming, right? Like it, 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 people are like, hey. We couldn't give the ones you guys gave out on the show. I was like, that's because we have a pretty big live audience. And <laughs> if you don't get it, like, if you don't get it live, you need to wait for that Nolcast one. All right. So, Jordan Travis, 284.5 pass yards, more or less. Half of an interception, more or less. 25 and a half fantasy score for Jordan, more or less. Trey Benson, 67 and a half rush yards, uh, more or less. And then Trey Benson, 15 and a half fantasy score, more or less. Curiously, there are no receiver props up yet. Is that because we have been murdering prize picks on Keon <laughs> Coleman? I don't know, but I have a theory here. Prize picks, I mean, we, we, we can't bash them, but like they're our sponsor. Prize picks, come on. Get we want Keon. Give uh, us I think the they're Keon uh Coleman. they're waiting for clarity on Johnny before they give a Keon number, is my personal theory on that. That's probably but. true. I, I think the appropriate number this week for Keon should be like 45 or so, you know, like like <laughs> yeah, good. Good, maybe five and a half fantasy score or something like that. Yeah, that, that would be uh, nice if, we, if, if, if they'll give it to us. All right. Um, I These seem pretty juiced up. I don't know that, that I would really go more than on most of these. Uh, Jordan, half of an interception feels like a trap to me because he has had you know a decent number of, of dropped interceptions this year. And the the way that's that's juiced is interesting. You know, Benson's caught the ball recently, hasn't really busted a whole lot of huge runs, but has had a lot of huge plays, uh, specifically against Wake in the past game, which has been solid. 
But I, if I had to take one today, I think I would go with with Jordan more than 284 and a half. Pitt's going to make you throw the football. And yeah. I, I think uh, I think FSU probably will be able to throw it. Uh, other things to look for. I would probably play Castellanos in Boston College under, or excuse me, less than uh, his passing yards tonight. If you find any number close to 200, 197 and a half fits the bill there. Yeah, so let's uh, let's have some fun with this. Prize picks, promo code NOLCAST, proud sponsor of the show, and a lot of you all have joined. 100% deposit match bonus if you want. I also put up an NBA one. Uh, did you know I enjoy the NBA? Uh, uh, I'm getting more and more opinion of that, yes. Yeah, I actually don't know how to pronounce any of these guys' names, but I do know math, and uh, the, the NBA has been extremely fun with prize picks uh, early uh, this, this weekend. But I do know math, yes, absolutely. Um, all right, 100% deposit match bonus, first-time depositors, promo code NOLCAST. Enjoyed it. Everybody liked the video. Pitt is uh, mm, Pitt, Pitt's having a, a, a tough year, man, like a really, really tough year. Florida State favored by 21, 21 and a half, over under like 50. That, I, I've seen some Pitt games this year. I'm like, okay, I see what they're going for. You know, I've seen some pick games where I'm like, oh my God, these guys look terrible. Cincinnati game, like since he hit some explosive passes, Pitt really had a problem at quarterback. They were playing Phil Dracovic, our, our our old pal from Boston College who transferred in. West Virginia game, they were really banged up. They lost six to seventeen. That was one of the like the worst football games you'll ever watch. And it, I'm not saying it was all good defense. It really wasn't. North Carolina, they came out and they had a pretty game effort. Like they played their butts off. They scored a little bit. UNC Drake May had to make big time, like Heisman looking plays to beat them and to, to beat them by what they did, you know, 41 24. They really kind of cratered at Virginia Tech going to the bye week. They beat Louisville in a game that honestly, like they hit a couple deep shots and they had a, a couple turnovers. That, that's sort of their recipe because they're still going to play decent enough defense. They lose to Wake Forest third-string quarterback, which we all know that kid looks like. That's a problem. Um, now, they had the game one. Their quarterback slides like two yards before – or begins his slide like two yards before the first down marker. He really could have just continued running and just got the first down and ran out of bounds because at that point, three knees and you're done. And then last week – I think last week could have gone very differently. They pick off Sam Hartman twice in the first three drives in South Bend against Notre Dame. And their offense didn't do a damn thing with it, man. Just zero. And Notre Dame ends up like gathering themselves. I think Pitt sort of, I don't want to say gave up, but I, I think the defense was disheartened that they come out, that they pick off Hartman twice, dude. And the offense does zero with it. And Notre Dame won 58 to seven. I don't know. I have kind of a hard time like figuring out exactly what this team can be. I know what it has been. Um, have you watched much of them this year? A little bit more at the beginning of the year. Um, I think you get them at a good time. I don't know that, you know, last week the coaches comments meet a ton, but uh, it's probably we said this for, we've said this for a year or two now. I mean, the challenge, part of the challenge of, college football is just getting into late October, November and still having a motivated 
focused locker room, whether that be because of, you know, NIL or the transfer portal or whatever else, it's just changed the dynamics of it. And uh, as you said, that certainly wouldn't be an, an asset in that equation as to, you know, how focused, bought in, motivated, et cetera, that you want to label a team. Um, I, I do think they're good on defense. Uh, I think they're going to, it's going to be interesting look is to try to get a little bit of barometer as to how Florida state does with a, average to above average defensive line uh it's kind of the concern is to you know if it, wherever the governor on this team or the ceiling on this team is that's probably the first place that you would look at um so interested to see how they match up there but uh don't think that this will be all that much you know relatively speaking all that much of a challenge for for the visiting team I tend to agree uh, for the most part. Pitt is going to try to make this game ugly. Narduzzi came out and was like, I hope they grow the grass super grow long, the grass, water yeah. the field, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, that's not going to happen because they played an NFL game there on Thursday night. Like yes, last night. Last night. Played. Yeah, yeah, the grass was cut. Um, yeah. Yes. This is an atrocious field, though. Like, it, it, it looks ugly. It's it's not like it's not fun to play on. It probably will play slow. Like, I can't imagine it's in great condition after, after having an NFL game just you know, 48 hours uh, before you played yours, or less than 48 hours, actually, because that was the, the primetime game. They'll try to make this thing ugly. They'll grab a lot. They will probably play pretty damn hard. I can't imagine that FSU has more motivation in this game than Pitt does, if Pitt has not quit. Mm -hmm. But also, like, you know, there's a chance Pitt quits. I really haven't seen a Narduzzi team with this this profile before. They have switched quarterbacks, Christian Bure, uh He's been terrible as well, honestly. Uh, Dracovic was 5.6 net yards per attempt. So uh, Vier has a negative or a less than one touchdown interception ratio, a little five to six action there. Not, not great. Uh, he does chuck it deep. More than 11 air yards per pass attempt. So... Wants to throw it deep a lot. And that's really, that's basically what Pitt can do. They have two receivers in Mumfield and Means who have like legitimate deep speed and they'll try to throw play action on early downs to get you. Like that's kind of the only thing this offense does that's worth a damn at all. Pitt is 126th in passing success rate. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head teams that I know are worse than that. Probably Charlotte. Maybe like Nevada, uh, Iowa is probably there if I had to yeah. guess, right? Iowa. I mean, they're good, good guess there. Yeah. So, I mean, 126 is incredibly bad. Like they just cannot consistently play pitch and catch. They don't run the ball super well. They ran it kind of well on on UNC for like maybe 40 minutes, but for the most part, they they struggle to run the football. Um, I, man. But they do hit explosive pass plays. That's like the only thing that, that they do well at all. Also, if you get them behind the chains, they're, for the most part, toast. I, I, I know this will be clipped and, and will actually if they hit some you know, third and long type stuff. But if you survive the early down shot plays, you're mostly okay. This offensive line has been pretty banged up this year. I've been reading some of their reports. It looks like this is the healthiest offensive line for Pitt it will have been in a couple weeks. Minus the guys who are out for the year, but like it looks like they're getting a lot of their guys back. So 
maybe you get a little little better version of a pit team than otherwise you would have thought, I guess. But it's really just survive the early shot plays, dude. And be physical up front. Don't give them hope with, with, with early scores. Because they they really can't move the football. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, they're excellent in the red zone on offense. You know they're seventh in the country in red zone touchdown rate? No. Like the anti-Clemson. Yes. Yeah, basically. So you can actually argue that uh, that they probably should have scored fewer points than they actually have, which is hard to do. Uh, but this is the worst offense you have faced all year, with the exception of probably the Syracuse one when they were clearly just trying to get to the bye week. Like it's uh, maybe not. Maybe Wake last week with, with how banged up they were. So look, I, I would expect you to have a lot of success defensively. You need to be able to come out on offense and score a number of points that is acceptable and allows you to win, right? Uh, acceptable, obviously. But, like, this is kind of where this game, where you need to take care of business early so you're not in a four-quarter fight because that's what Pitt's going to try to make it. Talk about fighting. Somebody will fight for you in the mortgage process. The legendary team, 844-FSU-LOAN. 844-FSU-LOAN is the number to call. That's going to get you connected to Chad and Shannon. More than 500 Dolcast listeners have decided to use Chad and Shannon, the legendary team, for their home loan needs. I've used them twice. So 502, more. I know you've been working with them on a a project as well. So look, honestly, I think they do a great job, right? They're going to fight for you, get you the best rate they possibly can get you. Customer service, knowledge of the industry, and a whole lot of awesome reviews from our listeners. So personal experience there. Let's talk a little FSU offense. It's explosive, man. That's kind of a good recipe, actually. Like, I don't know if you love being like not super efficient, but yes, very explosive in terms of like the game-to-game variance is, is potentially a little uh a little unsettling at times. But ultimately, this is an explosive FSU offense, dude. Right? Like Pitt is a team that is going to stop you pretty well on a down-to-down basis. And then they do struggle with giving up the explosive play. They're they're much, much better at stopping you. Like, they'll probably get a decent number of run stops and tackles for loss. Like, Pitt's D-line doesn't suck. They play exceptionally hard. They're really well coached. They use their hands well. And they're really high-effort, high-motor guys. Like, that's a good D-line. It's, it's at times, it'll probably give you some problems, right? Um, you know, like, do you yeah, get Robert a little Scott chilly, back a little this windy game this year. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, I'm just interested to see how the offense comes out. In in a in a way, I mean, having Keon Coleman's awesome in just about every way. But having Keon Coleman, who played at Michigan State, uh, is is a good thing here. Just, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like an old man, but a lot of that's just mentality and going out and focusing and not letting that it's you know 52 degrees bother you or whatever else. Um, I think as long as Florida State gets off to any kind of solid start and doesn't, you know, disastrously go out of its way to try to help hit into this game, uh, they should be good. I will be interested in how some of the skill guys respond. Um, we've left the prize picks promo behind, but I'm one reason I'd be skeptical about Benson is just, you know, he had a really strong, solid performance last week. And uh, if he Maybe we see another one of those this week. Maybe you see him generally rested or at least, you know, on somewhat of a snap count, so to say, for the Miami game. Um, I, I do think that 
as long as you guys, uh, as long as the skill guys have some kind of uh, ability to get started quickly, I think Florida State will be ultimately fine in this game. The offense uh, is explosive. I mean, look, the the offense goes on these long runs in almost every game, so I'm not, I don't want to steal that from them, but I'll, I'll just be interested to see how, how, what type of run game and what type of uh, short pass game they can get established with with Pitt's defense and their defense line in particular. Yeah, look, with Pitt's defense, they're going to dare you to hit the hard stuff. They don't give you a lot of the easy stuff. So, like, it is entirely foreseeable that you could be in a tough game in the third quarter here, right? Like, I felt very confident you were going to smoke Wake. Felt really good you were going to beat Duke. You know, I, I Syracuse, same way. Vitek, same way. Yeah. This does feel a little bit different to me if Pitt shows up because they are going to dare you to hit the explosive stuff. Jordan has you to hit the explosive year. stuff. And last game, you didn't have Bell. Uh, <clears throat> yep. Excuse me, Hill, not Bell. Hill, uh, Hakeem, and who's the third guy that I'm forgetting? And Johnny. Yeah, of yep. course. So we'll see of that group who you get back. I don't know that there's been any definitive declarations one way or another. Um, it does sound like at least one or two of those guys might not be back. But uh, yeah, you know, can Darian Williamson, can Kentron Portier, can. Rodney Hill, Ja'Kai Douglas, some of these guys that are some of the secondary options at these skill positions uh, establish themselves and and have a good game or at least have a good start. So, agreed with you on that. I like look. Byers has played much better in recent weeks. You can say it's competition, but I, I still think he has played better. Uh, just getting more comfort in the role, I think, helps quite a bit. But you do have a ta- a problem on this team at left tackle right now. And when you face good defensive lines, they will exploit that and probably give you trouble. So, like, Deion Hayes is a guy for them. I mean, 16% pressure rate is, like, nationally elite. He's going to be in your backfield, most likely, unless you get, like, much improved play at left tackle, right? Like, that's – that ain't easy. Um, Oaken Lula for them has has four sacks. But I, I, I think Hayes is the guy who – and Kamara as well is pretty good. But, like, they do have some real defensive linemen here who – we just need Jordan to hit the downfield throws when, when he gets the one-on-ones consistently. Like Pitt will give you those. Clemson gave you those. You couldn't hit him for, for a lot of the game, right? Vatek gave you some of those. Struggled to hit him at times. You know, this is a good game for Jordan because – or a, a good showcase game for Jordan because Jordan's a guy that wants to get drafted and maybe, like, drafted higher than, you know, like the last round or two. The early NFL draft stuff that's coming out right now, some of these lists don't have Jordan as a top 10 quarterback, right? That's a little surprising to me, but not entirely surprising. These downfield one-on-one throws are throws that you have to make in the NFL. They are the ISO balls. Like you, you know you got an advantage with your receiver. You need to you need to make a competitive throw that allows your guy to make a play on ball. And Pitt will challenge Jordan to make these throws. So this is a game where he can make some money. Or he can really, you know, further so doubt about how much how much he can play in the NFL. Now, Pitt has struggled with mobile quarterbacks, by the way. Like they haven't faced a lot of them, but it has been a problem for them. Vatek was one. Um, like Wake Forest, not a ton, but they did run the guy some. Cincinnati with Emory Jones had, gave them some problems for sure. You know, West Virginia they did some quarterback run stuff, but their kid got knocked out pretty early. So. I mean, Jordan running around 
could also be in play here because like pit rush lane integrity when I've watched them has been a bit of a problem. I want to thank our friends at Congruity. CongruityHR.com is the general website. CongruityHR.com backslash Knowles is the Florida State specific page that was created there. Uh, continue to have inquiries and friends of mine and people that I've past work with ask about Matt Lewis and the team. Uh, as we are fond of saying, give him the most uh, wholehearted of endorsement. Been great for us on multiple projects. Uh, if you need assistance with payroll, whether it be small company, large or anything else, uh, would encourage you to reach out to me or reach out to Matt. Again, congruityhr.com is the website. And um, I think we've had even more sponsor synergy recently. But as far as people continuing to work with each other, I think uh, Matt has pretty much the full. Well, yeah, he's. I think he's got the full for the table restaurant group roster. And he's working with the legendary team as well. So uh, not only Bud and I that endorse Matt, the people that we work with as well. Uh, fantastic company, great people, congruityhr.com. A uh, couple more things I wanted to note on, on this this pit offense. Uh, it's just actually better. It's just, it, it, Graham's wife, yeah. says, but that was awesome, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. that was that was fantastic. Was, um, good sense of humor on that one. So, so look, you need to get in. You take care of business early. That way you're not playing, you know, a four-quarter fight road game with Miami on deck. But there are some things the team continue to work on, and we'll have to see. Hope. Do you root for Miami to win this weekend so you get a night game in Doak? <clears throat> no, I don't think you ever root for Miami at all. I think you're okay. going to get a night game. I sure hope so. Uh, I really, really hope so for many reasons. Um, I, I think – a number three Florida state or a number four Florida state playing Miami uh, at home is going to get a night game regardless, but we'll see. I think so too. Um, just, I'd be surprised if I'd, they don't. I'd be happy to adjust tailgate plans and otherwise for a Miami loss. Uh, more than happy to. So. A couple things on their depth chart. Uh, there are some different names that like I've been monitoring for, uh, uh, for, for Pitt this year. Like they have a couple linemen who have struggled and, and are are out. Uh, Jake Cradle is um, was their center. He's I think done for the year. They really have problems up front. Like we mentioned, this is a game that Jordan can make some money, uh, or you know potentially you know a game that he's gonna have to recover from as far as NFL draft questions. Defensive line. I mean, guys. Left tackle Branson Taylor, 4.3% pressure rate allowed. Okay, can can deal with that. Guard Ryan Bear, 6% pressure rate allowed. Uh, Gavin Bartholomew, when they keep him in to, to block, he's their tight end. Nice 9% pressure rate allowed. Not really, uh, I don't know, maybe pitch should just not uh, not keep him in the block anymore. They, so like Collier and Zubik are decent for them. Those are, are, are two of their dudes, the right guard and, and their their left guard but edge pressure here this could be a pretty big verse in peyton game like these guys have to be watching this film this week and be like oh it's on like this had is a couple just, recently they have a couple recently yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um look they they don't they don't throw it to the tight end a lot but some i mean he has 17 catches on the year but bartholomew does that's what like two and a half per game i guess it's mainly just a lot of targets to the two outside guys. 
The slot is uh, Dejon Reynolds, who was at Florida. He he plays some for them, but again, not a not a major threat. It if you avoid turnovers, if you can block them up enough, and you throw enough quality 50-50 balls, or if Pitt just wants to bust coverage or two, that that also uh, is is totally totally fine. Um, but I, I guarantee you, FSU coaching staff wise, and you hope player wise, I guarantee they're not going up there thinking this is cake. Right, because like Pitt will be physical. They will grab. I'm not saying that generically. Like some teams don't. Like Pitt is going to try to make this as ugly. They'll play really slow on offense too. So, um, yeah. Let's see what else do we have? Oh, uh, the Altruda family. Altruda. I think I saw the comment. Is working on their third. Yeah, third uh, one. Absolutely, awesome, man. Very cool. So, yeah, I I feel good about this one. I don't know if I feel amazing about this one. It, it's it's hard to come out and blow people out that many weeks in a row. And it would be about a month of blowouts now. Where's the spread on this one? Uh, 21, 21 and a half. Mm, okay. So, uh, do you think it's going to be bomber jacket weather? I think it would be lovely bomber jacket weather. In fact, I've got a pack here. I've got a flight later this afternoon. <clears throat> and I need to find a bomber jacket or maybe order one for a future game. But uh, no, great people at Homefield, homefieldapparel.com have all sorts of uh, options for Florida State fans. Um, in fact, one of the uh, pictures that made its way to Twitter of, uh, of my wife impersonating Bud was in a lovely Homefield FSU sweatshirt. So you can check the, uh, the Nolcast Twitter account for that and uh, many other humorous things recently. But uh, homefieldapparel.com, you will be shocked by how many schools they have partnerships with. If you're looking to do some early Christmas shopping, that's a great place to do it. Nolcast23 will get you a, uh additional discount at checkout. And uh, whether it be the leather, excuse me, whether it be the bomber jacket, whether it be a sweatshirt or a, a Renegade and Osceola t-shirt, uh, they have those wonderful options and many more homefieldapparel.com, and we thank them for their support. Prediction time? Prediction time. Then we've got a couple this and that's we can touch on real quickly. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go 35-16, bud. I'm going to go uh, 31-13. Okay. Just a, a little kind of ugly game, but, but, but a game that, I don't know, you, you think FSU has with, with 10 minutes to go. So. Awesome. Yeah. Did you were you listening to the radio recently? Uh in regards to one of those to this or that's oh uh, yeah, well, no, no, no. I just I had we saw a question earlier in the feed about whether or not we thought the Dabo wanted our opinion on the Dabo call and whether or not it was purely authentic. Uh I personally don't think it is. I've worked in that industry. You don't get a two and a half minute runoff on the head coach on a co coach's calling show. That just is preposterous. And it's not like if that were to happen, it's not like, oh, call screeners getting fired. It's like, no, Dabo's never doing the show again. Like that like yeah, just uh, it doesn't happen, y'all. And the host could have stopped that conversation at multiple different times. He could have interjected. Uh, I just I don't think that was an authentic conversation, whether or not you want to say you know, one party planted it or another, whatever else. And I know Dabo's fond of a question getting directed to him and it just wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. I'll put it that way. I 100% agree with you. Apparently Larry Williams tracked the guy down though and interviewed him. 
Mm, okay. No, all right. But like, well, that's still interesting. I, uh, doesn't mean what I said was it true, but good for Larry. They got a lot of interesting characters up there, and uh, Larry's Larry's been at it for a long, long time. Um, uh, yeah, no, man. I mean, th that's like the most sterile environment of all time. It's a it's a corporate sponsorship type thing that you can add on and uh yeah. like i remember when when it was going south for paul hewitt like he didn't even take questions his final two years at georgia tech uh you're not just you're not just sneaking onto the coach's show to hit the hit the head coach with a two by four uh metaphorically or literally but uh yeah i i have questions about the authenticity I mean, six years ago, we had Mike Tomkowitz on this show after he was the one who finally was able to sneak in a question to Jimbo. Uh, yes, and he snuck in a question, and then he was carried out of the building. Okay, that's to yeah. my point. You don't get two and a half minutes at it now. Now, could somebody? Yeah, FSU look, did apologize for for the guy pushing pushing right. His, like you really can't put hands on somebody at a coach. <laughs> now, granted, it was it was not a like a super hard show, but anyway. Yeah, no, I mean you can't. Um, you, can somebody get around a call screener? Of course, anybody. Can, I mean, a, a third grader can get around a call screener. But do you get that long? Does somebody not interrupt you? Uh, yeah, that's where my skepticism comes from. The I will say, like, if it was fake, the guy did some nice setting up. Like, a, hey, you're a real jerk if you if you kick this guy off right now. Like he talked about how he's been to all the Clemson games since he was a little guy. Grew up, you know, ble bleeds purple and orange or whatever. Yeah. You know, the only games he missed is when yeah. he was when he was overseas when he, when in, he was in combat in Iraq, saving your ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, so like yeah. you can't like can you dump the, as the as the call <laughs> screener producer can you dump the guy after he's like the only Clemson game I've ever missed is when I'm I'm, yeah. I'm overseas in Iraq. Like you look really kind of like a jerk at that point if you don't let the guy get the call out or get the but two and a half minutes or whatever you it do. Is. You do. It's the, the second he says the Tommy Bowden thing, the calls dropped. I, I'm just from yeah past industry experience. Uh, but funny, um, funny stuff. I I gotta ask. Did you see uh did you Sorry. see Lane Kiffin's comments this weekend? Dude, Lane is on one, dog. He's Dude. he had the one that a lot of people referenced um about not letting letting Texas AM hit their team goals or whatever. He's like, you know, I, I hear their team goals a bowl game, which is remarkable. And then he also had a comment about uh if somebody asked him like if um if the team was going to rally around Jimbo since they thought his job might be on the line and Kiffin's response was something to the effect of, I mean, I'm sure pretty sure he entered the season on the hot streak and or on the hot seat. And it doesn't seem to have changed things to this it's point. Amazing. So I doubt it. Uh, Kiffin is Kiffin is something special. Really? I dude, it, it it's been a, a, an interesting week for, for all this coaching drama stuff, like a very, <laughs> a very interesting one. By the way, on Clemson, I really thought they were like potentially live to beat Notre Dame this weekend because Notre Dame offensively is just not very good. Like reading all the injury report stuff out there, uh, like Clemson might be down. Like the uh, Tyler Brown, like their their stud freshman receiver might might be out. You know, Antonio Williams, like three offensive linemen. Mm. It looks like they're really got hit with the injury bug pretty hard. So I, I just I don't know how Clemson scores. But in thinking about it, like, are they really that far away from being good again? I, you need to make like two offensive changes on your staff, preferably fill the roles with guys who have coached football before at a high level, yep. not just friends. It's a reasonable prereq. And you need to use like the that. portal like on a limited basis. The thing is, Clemson's got a lot of young guys who are really good. Like a mm -hmm. lot of those dudes making plays against FSU were 
they had an FR or an SO next to their name. So if they don't bolt, like if they don't leave, um, they don't need like they need some help. I don't think they need a complete roster overhaul unless guys leave. So I, I don't know. I don't. I, I we were playing buy or sell on twenty four seven. I was like, I'm gonna buy. Like maybe Dabo's completely lost his mind, but uh, is it that hard to say, hey, please make two offensive coaching staff changes and and at least embrace the portal a little bit? I don't know. What maybe exactly were you buying? You're buying them winning ten games next year, or yeah, what? yeah, like something like that. Yeah, it, it was okay. like like buy or sell the 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 like the long term, and like the, the yeah. other guy was like, I'm gonna sell because. Because, because of what's transpired over the last, which is reasonable too, yeah, two to three years, but particularly last two to three months, yeah. Um, I see your other ACC stuff. We talked, we, t- we talked schedule. We talked. Oh, uh, playoff rankings. Yeah, we yeah. we've not done a show since playoff rankings came out, right? Don't no, we haven't. We did it right. the night before. I don't give a. I don't give a damn about these playoff rankings, okay? <laughs> it's a made-for-TV product. They don't follow their own precedent from week to week. In fact, they don't really seem to follow it from, like, sentence to sentence on the mm. same damn press conference. Right. Uh, I put up the Vegas odds to make the playoff. FSU is number one in the country to make the playoff at 71. Or, excuse me, moving on, 70%. <laughs> Georgia's like two at 67%. So, I don't think it matters. Take care of your games, and you're going to the playoff. Have a certain stumble and still win the conference, I still think you have a better shot than people realize, okay? Mm -hmm. Georgia is not a three-touchdown favorite over Missouri this weekend. Alabama is a field goal favorite in Tuscaloosa, which over LSU, which implies that LSU is like a half point better or maybe a full point. If you're, yeah. if you're giving Bama like four for a nighttime home field, which I think is reasonable. Texas is a, what, four-point favorite over Kansas State? Oklahoma is not even a touchdown favorite at Oklahoma State. Washington, your current undefeated in the Pac-12, is a field goal favorite at that at that USC team. Hmm. It is absolutely not unreasonable to think that we have a two-loss Big 12 champion and a two-loss Pac-12 champion. So how's the Big 12 championship structured? Is it just to the two best of or how do they do that at this point? Yeah, it's not it's not divisions anymore. Okay. So you'll you could see Texas and Oklahoma again. Yeah. If they both win this weekend, it is very likely you see Texas and Oklahoma again. Okay. Yeah. But like they all have losable games left. You know, I mean it, it's I guess you got to I mean, yeah, I, I certainly think if Florida State wins out, they're going to the to the Easily. playoff. And yeah. The only concern I would have is if you were to have a one loss Georgia, one loss Bama, one loss Texas, where Bama just beat Georgia, uh, Texas has beat Bama earlier, and that you might have some creative math to find a way to have those three teams get in the playoffs, and you've got an undefeated uh, Big Ten champion. So, this is and maybe team. Washington too. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, a one-loss Pac-12 team is going, I think, based on how well the league looks this year overall. But we'll see. This is a very important, very important week for Georgia's schedule. I will say, because if Bama loses, which is possible, I mean, three-point mm-hmm. three favorite, 
that like losing to a two loss Bama yeah. team in the title game. Yeah. Would, Georgia's would... got to go undefeated. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Absolutely. Now, Georgia plays Ole Miss next weekend. Ole Miss already has one loss. If Jimbo clips lane, and again, they're a three point favorite. Vegas doesn't think Ole Miss is better than Texas A&M. They think they're, they're even on a neutral. That hurts Georgia's strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. A very weird one. Florida is hosting Arkansas. Florida's a five-point favorite in the swamp. Hmm. Vegas thinks Florida is like a a two-and-a-half-point better team, roughly, than Arkansas. Maybe you give Arkansas a point for the bye week. You know, Florida at at home at noon is not quite Florida, like at night in the swamp. So, like, if if Georgia blasts Missouri, there's absolutely a path where Missouri finishes unranked. Oh, and Kentucky, by the way. Kentucky is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Mississippi State. There's absolutely a world in which we sit here. And I'm not saying it's super likely, but it is absolutely possible and foreseeable that we sit here and then beats Ole Miss. Mississippi State beat, beats Kentucky, right? Arkansas beats Florida. And LSU beats Alabama. And all of a sudden, Georgia's looking around like, can we get some ranked teams here? Because we're, we're going to need some. And that like that really could, could hurt quite a bit. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. I actually think all the favorites are going to win. But... It's possible. So I'm a little bit selling one loss Georgia getting in if Georgia loses in the championship game because then mm-hmm. like, their non-conference sucked and their in-conference schedule just wasn't that great. So, but yeah, I, I do think FSU is pretty good, pretty big LSU fans this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I just need to be riding on out in all likelihood. Well, yeah, I mean, look, if, uh, LSU, if LSU wins this weekend – and and AM wins, LSU was very likely to be playing for the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. And then you would have right. smoked the SEC West champion. Yeah. Then you got Miami NC State at night. So, you know, you can decide ultimately who you want to cheer for in that game. Kind of weird, man. Like, there's, there's a lot of close games this weekend. Goals for FSU to not be one of them. Like, I don't want to talk any FSU on cover three Saturday night league. Saturday night recap, just rocking chair, doesn't get to it, not a close game, stay healthy. We'll talk a lot of it, you know, FSU Miami next week. I I mean, heck, like, I mean, Oregon has Cal. They're not going to lose that one probably, but, like, that late-night Washington game is going to matter a whole lot. Mm -hmm. A whole lot. Great place to watch all these games on a road weekend is Charlie Park. Really, all of the for the table restaurant properties, but Charlie Park, uh, just absolute brilliant spot. And uh, it's where I watched the Washington Oregon game come to a conclusion, bud. And uh, great cocktails, great food, and a whole lot of TVs to catch up on whatever games that you might have an interest in. Charlie, I would make your reservations if you're coming from Miami. I just helped a friend book yesterday and. There aren't many slots left. So if you're listening to this and you have an interest in going to Charlie Park, go to the website now and uh, book for that weekend. But Charlie Park is Tallahassee's best rooftop bar, a place that Bud and I both legitimately love and try to uh, use as frequently as possible when we're in town. And uh, yet another great example of what the talented team at For the Table has done. Uh, CharliePark.rooftop.com is the website. And a big thanks to Matt Thompson and the whole team at uh, For the Table. What else we got on deck this weekend? Uh, are you guys doing a get-together there for, for Pitt, or, or are you just going up for the ball game? 
just had it up. Have a couple different things going on tonight and tomorrow, but no, uh, no official, you know, tailgate or anything like that. Man, uh, Arkansas is getting bet pretty hard right now. Okay, God, let them win. Please let them win. That'd be great. Now that actually is interesting because, like, if Arkansas, Florida has five wins. Uh, yeah, I believe so. All right, Florida has five wins. They kind of got to get this one. I mean, like, they're still... They're favorites to win at least one of LSU, Missouri, Florida State, but not big favorites. You know? Like, this is kind of the one you need to, like, get to feel comfortable about going to the bowl. Otherwise, when you're at LSU, at Missouri, host FSU, that's a... For strength of schedule... Do you want to be able to point at Florida and say, hey, like, that's another bowl team you beat? Because Vatek and Boston College, by the way, are trending in the, in the right direction. Like, FSU schedule, especially if BC wins tonight, you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. You know? Because Virginia Tech's going to go to a bowl now, I'm reasonably sure. And, uh, and BC has a pretty good chance. And you're like, look, man, beat a whole bunch of, of, of Power 5 bowl teams. That will be a talking point that I, I think FSU will, will start to push. Mm-hmm. We'll see, dude. Uh, three thirty game. Can you do the instant, or what's the availability there? Uh, I think I can do the instant. Okay. Yeah, if you can't, let me know. That's a, I can get something out later that night, but it may take me a second to get back to the hotel. Just pretty know what. Pretty know. good chance I, I I can do the instant. Um, cool. should be a, should be a really good time. Oh, Patrick sent us our thumbnails. Appreciate that. Patrick does a great job on all of our art. Um, that's about all I got this week, man. I'm, cool. I'm excited to, to, to go. Like, assuming Pitt shows up, it's a test a test of your maturity and your ability to be like like a straight killer. Like, you you want to see that this team is like a natty type team. Have Pitt show up and go and go you know go beat them by thirty. Right mm-hmm. and to, like leave no doubt type thing. That would be that'd be encouraging. Let's do this thing. Let's go. All right, y'all. Appreciate the uh, support as always. Uh, look forward to catching up with you post game, whether it be myself or Bud. And then we'll be back probably Monday with a uh, look back and a preparation for uh, one of our favorite teams. So uh, look forward to next week. Should be a lot of fun. Look forward to Saturday. Uh, hopefully just keep on moving on with that O in the loss column and enjoying a, uh, enjoying a special year here. Talk to y'all soon.